the Status Quo podcast, where we do live coaching sessions to get professionals and individuals unstuck from whatever is in their way. I am your host, facilitator, and lead coach, Chris M. King. Today, we have Bell Walker of Bellevue Consulting. And uh, this is a little bit different uh, in terms of our guests because I actually know Bell. We have some uh, we have some familiarity with each other because we do work in a similar space. And Bell is a brand new first time mom, and she is navigating the waters of everything that involves having a business, being a mom, being a partner. I don't know specifically what she's dealing with, so uh, even though I know Bell, I don't know what's about to happen. So let's find out, Bell. Now you, you are, this is a little bit different because you are not new to me. Previous guests on the podcast have been brand new to me. I didn't know them at all. And so, but you, I have some familiarity with. So what is it that has you jammed up? So, uh, as you know, because as you just said, you're, I'm not new to you. I had a baby almost exactly a year ago. Right. Gosh, it's been a year already. Uh, yeah, exactly. Two weeks. Wow. Well, congratulations again. Thank you. And and what I have found uh, is that since coming back from maternity leave, I'm in this fun headspace where I'm having a hard time viewing myself as the professional I, I like to believe I am, as I want to be seen. Uh, I'm very stuck in the kind of mom first, partner first identity and seeing my work as this hobby that I do, which is not even a little correct, especially given how many hours of my week I'm putting into this quote unquote hobby. (laughs) Um, But the mental space, right? Understanding that it's, I'm not sure how well I'm articulating this, but viewing myself the way I want to be viewed and the way I, I think I'm able to be seen externally, I think is holding me back a little bit. And so when I saw in your newsletter, you were open to podcasts, I was like, man, if there's anyone who can maybe snap me through this a little faster than mm-hmm. uh, than the last time I went through this, when I first started consulting, it's Chris. Uh, thank you. So, well, if I can get strangers inside of about eight minutes, I think I can, maybe I can, you know, dial into you. Um, although it might make it a little more cumbersome actually. So I guess we'll see. Um, you know, your, your organization, which is a, a training organization as well is all about, you know, I, I love your tagline from friction to function. And I will tell you right now, you got a lot of friction going on because you are bumping up against a construct that you think this is what is supposed to be quote unquote. Yeah, and it's funny you say that. I try to be pretty clear that the friction I feel skilled, comfortable addressing is what between teams, between organizations, right? When you get into that intrapersonal within one person, I got great folks to refer to, but it's not me. So this is not even a case of Dr. Heal thyself. This is a case of if I came to me, I would send me right over to someone else. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate your humility. (laughs) So, okay, well, let's talk about this a little bit. I mean, the you're taught you say some interesting words like this is not correct and talking about how you want people to view you. Let's let's talk about what is true right now. Because what I'm hearing is what is true right now is being a mom is my priority. That is true. Okay. So what is incorrect about that? 
I don't think anything is incorrect about that. Ooh, but I did okay. leave out a very important piece of the context. Okay. Uh, the consulting work that I do is my if I won the lottery job. So okay. That I I I am I am my mom first. That that is true. Um, however, if we won the lottery tomorrow and I had the option to be only I put that in big old air quotes because having done right, I understood. Early, it's so, okay. If but, you're easily offended, you're not on my podcast anyway. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> if I had the option to be full time chilling with my son only, I I wouldn't take it. I would okay. pretty much keep things the way they are, and that I think is part of why I have that mental block. Is if this is what I would truly do for fun, how could it possibly be the serious job? Wow. So there's a whole lot of competing ideologies going on in here. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, so a, bi a big part of what I do is, is really about being an agent, of, uh, an agent of chaos and truth, because a lot of times we have to go through the chaos to get to the truth. Um, what is really true for you here? Like if, if we give ourselves total permission, okay, understand you don't have to do anything with your truth. You don't have to do anything with it. There is no, in fact, in for, for the, for the next four days, I, I energetically bind you from making any decisions based on anything we discover right here today. So fantastic. with that being said, what is really true for you in terms of being a mom, being a professional, your business, your home life, like what is true here? That is a remarkably challenging yeah. question. Yeah, I'm actually challenging the notion that the mom thing comes first because everybody, of course I'm a mom first. No, this is a this is a canned answer that you think you're supposed to. If it is really true in your energetic field, in your body, if it lands like a thud, like an anvil just dropped into you, then it's true. So I'm questioning like, which, I don't want to give you any-, any Yeah, no, no, I, and-, here, and so for me that this is a big old helping of, of yes and because right. I, yes being a mom does come first for me and the mom I would be if being a mom first meant putting all my time into momming would be a disaster <laughs> <laughs> okay. And do you have any judgments around that? Or are you like, it's, it's, it's okay. Like that's, it's okay that that's true. No, it's okay that that's true. I, okay. I was very careful around my maternity leave to try and, and give space to the idea that maybe that would appeal to me and that would be a path to explore. And it, it took about three weeks after my son was born to say, I, love this little bugger more than anything else. And if I hang out with him all day, every day until he goes to school, it is not, it's just not going to end well. So, right. So it sounds like there's what we, what, what we might call competing intentions. You know, I want this and that I want to be the mom first and I want my work and, and all this stuff. Um, I'm also wondering if, if I were to approach you, if, if, if I did not know you, 
and I, you know, we ended up in a conversation at a market or something. And I said, who are you? How do you answer that question? Like, give me, re- I'm looking for really short answers here. I'm Belle. Okay. And who are you underneath that? Get out of your head. I can, you, I can see you. You're all up in your head. Look, take, hang on a second. Take a breath here. Just yeah. get, maybe, you know, move your body a little bit, get settled into your, your chair there. And if you need to close your eyes, you can feel free to do that and drop in a little, get, get into your body, just drop down a little. And I ask you that same question underneath bell, who are you? Listen for the answer. This is not a thinking thing. This is a listening thing. The answer may I, not make sense to you. Just spit it out anyway. I'm the path smoother for the people I care about. Okay. The path smoother. Okay. What are you underneath that? Get out of your head. There you go. Right back Yay. up in your head. Drop in. Drop down. Ah. <laughs> uh. I can, I can actually see your energy when you're just doing, you know, it's like a yo-yo. Yeah, I, I'm trying to, I, I've got the feeling I'm trying to match the, the words, right? So, so the feeling is seeing the complex pieces of the puzzle and then making them fit nicely together. Like that's what sort of is, I feel like is operating in my core is like looking out at the, in many ways, I'm I'm the antithesis of you, right? I look out and I see the chaos and I, I want to zip it all together into the nice, pretty picture. I mean, that's my function in life is to vacuum up the chaos and, and leave clarity behind me. Well, that's very interesting. Um, I mean, that, that desire for structure and order is they're very masculine qualities. Oh, that's funny. I mean, that's the very, the, the masculine likes go and do and execute it like structure and plans and order. And like, it wants rank and file and the feminine, um, has a tendency to be much more chaotic and creative and it is more random. It's, you know, we joke about this when we were kids, well, a girl has a right to change her mind. Like that's what we heard a lot as kids. And as boys were like, well, what, I can't, what the hell? Um, <laughs> um, so you know, and, okay. and, and, meanwhile, I'm like, why, why? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> why See, do you need to change your mind? Like you go through it, you go through the logic and like, yes, new information may appear, but. <laughs> right. And it's really, this is really interesting for me because we, the, my organization has been drawing in a lot of uh, people in female bodies, okay? <laughs> right. Um, that, that lead with their masculine and they are grossly out of balance. And they need to, you know, the opportunities to embody, because we all have those masculine and feminine energies to balance things out a little bit. Um, and so it sounds like you're bumping up against something of an identity crisis. Like I'm a mom, but you have been in your business and probably a lot in your masculine for a very, for a very long time. You have a successful business, you've been doing well. Um, and now you are in a position that requires something completely different. And kids are definitely going to challenge this idea of order and structure and planning and all these kinds of things. Um, How are you enjoying the experience of being a mom? I, I adore it. What do you love about it? Like what's, what's, what do you, what, what is the adoration? What is that about? 
I, I, I love watching him learn and explore the world. And uh, yesterday he figured out how to drink through a straw and it, I mean, we've been introducing him to the straw for a long time and it just, it all clicked yesterday. And I, I mean, then he gets the water in his mouth and chokes a little bit and we're, we're still learning, right. but it's, right. it's so cool watching this evolution from puppy slug as one of my friends likes to describe newborns <laughs> to, <laughs> to person. Right. Right. I remember, I remember those moments. There are different times when that's happened. My friend has, my best friend has a, a, a seven-year-old and nine-year-old and there are different points I'm like, oh my gosh, she's like a human now. It did, like she wasn't a human before, but now she's like a little person. Now at nine, she's starting to turn into a teenager. I'm like, oh shit. Ooh. So now something interesting happened there. Um, when I was asking you questions before, you were very heady. Mm-hmm. You were very much figuring things out, piecing things together, as you said, creating this you know, deliverable to me. What I had just asked you there your energy shifted. It was slight. It was, I can notice it though. I'm, and when I listen to this back, I'm going to, I'm going to listen for it and see if it comes through in the audio as well. But you were not structuring something. You were translating an experience. It was coming from a different place, a deeper place inside of you, like, you know, kind of down in your stomach instead of from up in your head. So there was a shift that happened there. You know, what, what's it like? What do you love? What do you, what do you adore about being a mom? That answer came from a very different place. Where's that place in you? Like, where's the source of that? Best, I mean, touch it. Yeah, I mean, they, they, yeah, it's it's really hard for me. I know, I know. This is I, I this, I get that this is super woo woo stuff, and you know, when I was performance coach and all this kind of stuff, uh, you know, we've shifted into a, a whole, uh, just a much bigger world. Um, but this we, is the advantage, right, of of knowing a little bit what I'm getting into. I am opting into being right. dragged, kicking and screaming out of my comfort zone. So right, well, that's that's the plan. If I can keep you out of your comfort zone and still within range, we we got some magic. So um, so translate that for me. Tra- the same way you translated that experience, like tell uh, maybe maybe that's a good way to do it. Um, see if you can describe for me the difference between the heady answers you were giving me before and the one that I asked you about, what do you adore about? Tell me the, what, what was the difference in the quality for you? How did you experience that question? I think it's very external versus internal. Say more. Um, so, so the questions you were asking before, for whatever reason, made me want to kind of pre-listen to them a very heavy filtering around like hmm this is a podcast how is that going to come out whereas <laughs> when you when you asked about the being I mean this is something that I I sit and think about watching Dax play and explore the world and having these moments of why am I so happy right now like what what is it about this that is filling me with joy and so that is something I feel I've had that conversation with with myself and I don't really care what anyone else oh. thinks about the answers have not really had that moment I would say on some of the other questions we were talking about earlier okay so how did it feel different like how did the question itself feel different 
the question or my response? Well, yeah, as you were responding, you know, because I mean, I can tell you how it looked from from this end, and I'm curious as to what your experience was. It it was easier for you. Like there was nothing to create, construct, or deliver. It was simply translate this thing that was already constructed. It's just here. Let me let me explain it, not create or construct it. And you yeah. were softer. You were slightly softer, and that's what I experienced in watching you. So does that align? Agree? Does that give language to your experience? It, it does, and okay. I am I am trying to also be patient and be with you in this process, I will say kind of as soon as you asked that question, I also then immediately went to like, ooh, and what do I love? So like, why is my business my lottery job? <laughs> Tell me again, because um, what happens to me a lot of stuff, I, I, I get so hyper-connected to the present moment that I, I lose things. So I won't remember what I said 30 seconds ago. Uh, Tell me again what you want to get out of this conversation so I can make sure that I'm calibrated correctly. Yeah, what what I want to get out of this conversation is the, is to kind of match that internal feeling of of confidence and and showing up in my work uh rather than feeling kind of uh, you know, I'm going to pause and just say, I think I've got some good old fashioned imposter syndrome going on that I just want to knock out. As I try to describe okay. this, it's like, yeah, that that might actually be part of what's going on. Okay. Where's the imposter syndrome coming from? Like on what side of the fence here? Is this the backyard or the front yard, the, you know, the personal or the business? Uh, oh, on the business side. Um, I okay. think it, I, I went through this a little bit when I first started doing the independent consulting full time of, you know, what gives me the right to come out and, and bring what I'm bringing to the world to the world. And mm -hmm. I didn't really have a moment where that flipped for me. I just kind of pushed through it and eventually it all seemed to reconcile itself. And I was, you know, able to say in a professional context, you know, who are you? I am Walker Bellevue Consulting. I take organizations friction to function. And then I had a baby and it just tossed everything up in the air again. It was like, wait a second, how do I, how does this new element of my world reconcile with the professional history? How can I be wholly in each of these identities? You know, I, and I have a, a spouse and I, for some reason, I can hold the partner and the professional, although I think that did take some time up front. And so now adding in this parent, let alone any other of the 80 identities we carry. Right. So let's look at this through your lens a little bit. Let's say there's a team of two people. Uh huh. How many relationships do we have there, right? There's the obvious answer is the one relationship, but there's kind of like three or four, right? There's the relationship to the self, this relationship to this person, this relationship to that person, and then the relationship is a separate entity itself, right? So there's like four relationships, right? So what happens when we add a third person? 
Right. We do not go up by one. It doesn't go up by one. You have an exponential increase in relationships, right? Uh, Chris, this is my language. This is really helpful. I, I'm trying to run it through your yeah. framework. I, I'm not nearly <laughs> as good as your framework as you are. I understand it just enough to be dangerous and make a mess out of your life. So, um, but what, so what we have here, there was you and your work and there was, then we bring in the husband, right? I don't know which came first, but it doesn't matter. So either way. Um, so now we have three relationships, right? And now there's another human involved <laughs> and the relationship models have just exploded exponentially, right? So now there's like, we've gone from four to 12 to 37 or something. Like, I don't, I don't know the math. Um, so the question becomes, how do you navigate these relationships? Like maybe you can leverage some of what you got going on here. Um, I'm a little surprised by the imposter syndrome. I'm not sure. I'm not sold on that yet, by the way. Yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't, it's more. I think that's your heady answer. I don't think it, I don't know that it's true though. Yeah. I think that that is, that reads correct. It, when I listened uh -huh. to the words I was saying, yeah, there was something other people that I would say, Oh, is that imposter syndrome? It doesn't feel like imposter syndrome, but the words mm -hmm. sound similar. No, when you said I'm like you're that's a heady answer that makes quote unquote sense, but it's not true. <laughs> Don't lie to me. <laughs> we're not lying. I know, we're, we're exploring. I know you're not lying. It just it seemed like it made sense in the moment, but it wasn't correct. It wasn't yeah. true. Right. So what what really is true here? Like what's true in your body? Like what's true? I think that proliferation of relationships is is striking a chord for me. Okay, say more. Because I I think where I've been struggling is because it is true for me that that mom is my top priority. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean it's my only priority. Mhm. Mm but it's a heck of a lot different than where I was a year ago. And, mm -hmm. and even a year ago, right. I'm, I'm still two weeks short of, and I, and I know two weeks before he was born, it was a big difference from two hours right. after. <laughs> right. And, uh, and so, so what's true is finding the space to, I think there's there's still all these battling identities inside that are trying to figure out how they interweave, right? I, I think yeah. it, uh, there's a lot of I think in this, but in my yeah. mental model of the world, because I live in my head, identities stack and they yeah. don't, that's not true, right? Like identities don't stack. They, they weave and they mesh yeah. and you know, something is probably when push comes to shove going to take the top priority list spot, but you can't just say I'm a mom, everything mom related comes first. And I think that's what I've been struggling with is because I kind of had this stacking, have this stacking mental order. Mm -hmm. And I, and I, I do feel that it's true that, that mom comes first. First, I was trying to figure out how, 
how can I be the professional I want to be and the mom I want to be and the this is this is not obviously the the full answer, but I'm already feeling a little bit of an unlock here just in thinking of it in terms of this interweaving of well, okay, it's not either or and it's not even all of the mom stuff, then all of the business stuff. It's it's okay. I know that the very, 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 very top later is mom. And then everything else has to play nicely underneath that. And it's more of a braid or a you know pretty macrame than a stack. Well, and I would say that let's look at this through through the lens of like internal archetypes, right? We can get all, you know, Roger Moore, King Warrior, magician lover here. Like who's in charge right now? Right. So while mom is number one in general, she's the queen. That doesn't mean she's always at the head of the table at every moment. Right. So there's sort of a delegation of responsibilities that can happen. And right now, the CEO's in charge. Like that's, you know, the, the inner CEO is the archetype that ha- that is driving the bus right now. Um, and maybe that's okay, right? Um, so I, I think there's, I mean, it sounds like you are you are wrestling with the identities. Um, I'm not hearing a lot of external reference points, which is good. Um, because that you're not relying on the outer world to tell you who you're supposed to be. And that, because that can get twisted. Um, so it is about, well, I've got this new relationship and then all of these exponential things attached to it and how, and it sounds like you're in a a real place of recalibration. Um, so let's say there's, there are these archetypes in there. Um, who, who are they? The way I've been thinking about it recently is uh, parent, partner, professional, friend, and then fitness because it makes this it sound nice, but basically sort of body health self. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. So friend, you have friend, you have partner, you have parent. Uh, what, what were the other ones? professional and then professional. like human who inhabits a physical body. Got it. Okay. Human. <laughs> okay. So these are kind of your knights of the round table, so to speak. You know, we're going to work with five because it gets too complicated after that. And it sounds like what is true for you is that the parent really does, you know, sit in the keep of the castle, right? That's, that's, that's kind of the, generally the one who's overall, going to be ultimately responsible kind of thing i'm not really saying this well but maybe well so what's what's resonating more for me is the the knights of the round table piece of it right like the round table piece what what has sort of what has been right there's no head of the table yeah right there is no head of the table and i think that's maybe what i'm one of the things I, I mean, and coming back to to you sort of calling me right at the at the very beginning, is mom really the top priority? And I, I think if I have to stack rank them, then yes. But you don't. But do I have to? Right. Right. Do you really have to stack? You can have your these five, uh, these five internal archetypes on your round table, and you know, I think I know somebody that's really good at dealing with team cooperation, collaboration. What's her name? She's up in the. <laughs> somewhere uh oh bell walker that's her that's right she's really good at core at team coordination here 
<laughs> like, well, and like, one of the things that I really, really love doing is just because it works for me is finding metaphors that kind of bring these more abstract concepts into, or actually abstracting more to get at the the deeper truth. And for me right now, I'm I'm getting like a dance scene, right? That there's different people taking the lead, that there's, that there is a choreography, but that there, that there can be solos, that there are group numbers, that, there, you know, there's ensemble, there's this, it, yeah, it, I don't know whether this is making any sense externally, but kind no, of this internally, is I'm I'm saying I'm starting to see how I can be the the CEO, the consultant, fully center stage, completely there, mm-hmm. with you know all the other me's right behind in the the chorus line, um, right. which is much less elegant image than what I had going. But what? we're all doing very well in my head. Uh, yeah. You know, I can see this very clearly. Um, <laughs> Well, what I love about what you're sharing is that you are you are leveraging things that you already know and you're already very good at. And if you can apply what you know in the professional world to your inner to to this inner team of yours, you know how to get them to operate very well together. I I think there might be a great exercise in, and maybe there's something you do with with teams in your work, but like okay what is your title? Give me all your responsibilities. So I understand who you are to this organization. Let's write it down. Say, okay, the parent, okay, the partner, okay. And now we understand everybody's roles and responsibilities. We really can see on paper how these things interrelate and where the friction points might be, where do they bump up against each other? And we have competing intentions. We have friction. Great. You can run all of this through the lens of your business and your masculine is going to love that because there's structure and order, right? And then that softer stuff gets to bring up kind of like you answer that question, sharing, here's the experience. I'm, I'm describing the experience kind of thing, the energetic org chart here. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm loving where you're going with this because it, it's funny. It, this will not shock you at all, right? I've already started to bring some of the, the more tools and structured pieces to try to bear on some of these challenges, but Another thing I tell my clients, right? If you don't know where you're trying to go, if you don't have clarity on your your North Star, you're not ready for me yet. And I think that's a lot of what's been missing. And it's not quite a North Star in my case, right? I think for me, it's been this understanding of dance team versus stack of blocks that, yes. that allows me to have enough of a context and a foundation to, to then actually leverage these tools. Um, but it's, it's been very frustrating because trying to set goals for each of these different identities without understanding how the heck they interact with each other. Right. Doesn't work very well. Well, I, and I think, you know, for the most part, you, you, you don't really have a mission vision values problem here, right? You know, right. where your inner organization is going, where, you know, this, your work, it's just your life, right? You've got a mission vision value for your life. You got a clear, sense of that, you know, okay, cool. Let's understand how all of, you know, everyone at the round table supports that vision and what their role is in relationship to it. I would write this stuff down. I would start with, um, I would start with the the business person. I would call your inner CEO or whatever you're calling that. Um, because it's going to be super easy. It'll prime the pump then because you're just going to, you know, that backwards and forth. Then you get into the partner part. You you're pretty good at that. You got to, that might have some interesting awarenesses where you're really going to want to spend the time is the parent part, you know, because that's the new one. This is a whole new introduction into a, a new welcome person at the round table. And, and this person now has a seat at that table. So let's get really clear on what this person 
is, does, and represents in terms of the mission, vision, value for your life. And um, let it be a little chaotic, like stretch out a little bit, you know, like be a little whimsical if you need to, like whatever. Um, it's it's not it's not like job responsibility checking boxes, you know. I mean, there there might be some things in there that that archetype is responsible for, you know, I don't know, nurturing or support or whatever. It, it, it might be more ethereal as opposed to tactical, I guess, is what I'm looking for. Yeah, um, I, I'm almost wondering if there's, uh, you know, an opportunity to go a little racy on this as well, because RAC, uh, I, this, this framework around accountability and responsibility, et cetera, because there, there is this intertwining. So I, I'm thinking, for example, about, um, you know, as an element of parent setting the example for for my, my child, potentially children that I want to set, that is not something that lives exclusively with the parent, right? So mm-hmm. that might, the parent may be accountable and the kind of the, the neck on the chopping block, for lack of a better term, for setting that example. But if mm-hmm. the CEO in me is not stepping into my business the way I want to, I'm not setting the example I want to set. If I'm not showing up for my husband the way I want to, I'm not setting the example I want to set. And so there are elements of this where we can kind of distinguish who's the lead in a given moment, but it doesn't end up being, I mean, the the set an example is kind of a cheat, like that's basically be be the whole person, but it... Yeah. And there, and I love the idea that there's no hierarchy here, you know, and as, as I think, you know, I train with retired Navy SEALs and, and the way they operate their teams is very different than the rest of the military. They don't have a hierarchy where this person's in charge and then this person, and that. they don't have rank that way. The person who is in charge on a SEAL team boat crew is the person that knows what to do right now. Right. Like leadership for a team like that is like a ball of energy that floats around between them and just bounces back and forth. And in any moment, it's that person because they know what to do right now, just because they do. That gives Um, me a a very like talking stick mental image, which. Right, right. Yeah, it's very talking stick mental image. Like, you know, what do we do? We do this. Cool. And that's and whoever said that is just the one that was in charge. Right. Um. I, w- I would encourage you as you, you know, it, should you choose to go into the kind of this exercise with sort of um, writing down not just what their responsibilities are, all these inner these inner archetypes or, or whatever we're calling them, who they are, what their qualities are, um, because we're not, it's not like the CEO is going to ask the mom to fill a certain role. It's right. give me your entire inventory of your being so I can figure out how to put this into play for the vision, right? Um, Which I'm super excited that we've gotten it into these terms because it is like getting more and more into my wheelhouse, right? It's providing a comfortable framework for you to operate from. And I think it gives you enough structure and will provide you enough freedom at the same time. So there's enough structure and organization for you to feel comfortable and there's enough freedom to be a little chaotic and random and, and put the fun and the weird or whatever, right? Um, and it's funny because I, you know, in, in my CEO hat, I generally think I do a pretty good job of abundance mindset, et cetera. Um, and what I'm realizing is that I think internally where a lot of this has been coming from has been a a scarcity mindset, right? This idea that internally there's this very limited resource pool and that therefore I have to hoard whatever for the parent or for the partner. And, right, you know, I think it, it, coming at it, following the, this 
following my pro I, I'm definitely going to go through and basically treat this situation like a client and see <laughs> what what I can come out of with it, which will be interesting. And mm -hmm. I think remembering that it it is an abundance opportunity, right? This is about how can these identities collaborate and create more than the sum of the part, right? How do you get 15 relationships out of two or three people mm -hmm. or two or three identities um, leaning into that multiplier versus trying to tamp it rigidly down into one. Right, right. No, you have a huge force multiplier here. Um, another piece that I would offer for, and, and this maybe comes later, right? This may happen in stages. Um, I mean, my, my guess would be you're going to do this over the next few weeks. Uh, it's going to take some time. It's not like sit down for an hour and knock it out. It's, it's not going to work that way. Um, the other thing is understand that each one of these inner aspects, um, understanding what their tolerances are. Right. We, we tend in, in society to think that we should be able to do way more than we can. I should be able to work 80 hours a week and eat donuts and then just survive. Like, no, you shouldn't. You should <laughs> not be able to do that. OK. And, you know, in my experience, uh, the and the, I'm going to use binary gender because it's statistically accurate and just easier for conversation right now. But in my in, in our organization, the women have mostly done the whole. I should be able to do this. I should be able to work 80 hours and have two kids and make sure my husband's happy and deal with my mom and take care of the house. And of course I should be able to do that. Based on what? That's <laughs> nuts. That is absolute nonsense because as a human being, you are a human system, right? And you are, you're basically an integrated system. You know, God was a creator. God was a systems integrator, okay? <laughs> and <laughs> the systems that, that, that she integrated are mind, body, spirit right? Psychology, physiology, energy field. And that's a human system. And so that system, like any system, is going to have tolerances. So understanding, am I overtaxed here? Is this like, you know, like to optimize your human system through these things, you know, these different aspects, archetypes in your head. Um, and I think you're going to find your own natural recalibration to that magnetic north that is the vision for your life, that is a vision for your family, that's a vision for your for your business, that your overall life scene. I, I, the other thing I really like about that is when you talk about it in terms of these kind of identities with their tolerances and the overall system capacity, mm -hmm. et, et cetera, I think it, it allows me to, despite all of my talk about the sort of interweaving at the core, it also allows me to, to, for at least moments, lean fully into any one or another and then look at it from a systemic impact. And there's, I mean, there's inevitably going to be a kaleidoscope effect, right? Where you try to turn it, you want that one yellow piece to move and you can't move the yellow piece without <laughs> everything moving. <laughs> but at least if you know you want the yellow piece to move and it did, you can then observe the other effects and, and, you know, know up front, there are going to be consequences and, and adjust. Anyway, it, the, the point is that I, I'm excited about this ability to, maybe it's not so much imposter as more of a guilt element, right? Of if I'm leaning fully into the CEO right this moment, have I somehow abandoned this parent as priority piece? And it's like, no. <laughs> they, these things are not mutually exclusive. 
they they can play nicely together. And I think this is a lot of what being a very structured processes oriented person I was really missing was a framework that I could resonate with that shows that allows me to see as well as feel how different personas can take the lead without just shoving everything off the stage completely. Right. Right. I, I think normally I'd go down the rabbit hole a little bit here, but I, it's, um, that line isn't particularly activated. Um, real hippie speak there. Uh, <laughs> what I mean by that is like the guilt thing. I don't think this is, I, I don't think that piece is something we need to address. I think as you get into this exercise and you start to do this, I think that'll fix itself. It'll, it'll just auto-regulate. I don't think it'll be an issue. Well, so, no, I, and I agree, but I, I think that's, that's why I'm excited now, right? I think yeah. that has been more of the issue in the past is right. it's been hard for me to even explore some of these conversations with myself because as soon as I start going down the, my, you know, CEO is leading right now, that's where the guilt kicks in of like, whoa, 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 but we're doing the parent thing now. Right, right. <laughs> and and I think that's where I've I've been kind of shutting down and struggling historically the last several months whereas now looking forward it's like oh right there it's not that simple which is great news Mm -hmm. here's the other thing too there's not really going to be a there there you will forever be checking in recalibrating pivoting like this is a living moving thing it's never going to hold its shape for very long Oh yeah. So so this is about learning how to navigate and travel it as opposed to build it and it'll be done sort of thing. So it's um, it'll be a constant like balance and counterbalance and you know all this kind of stuff. And the good news is I have a half hour blocked on my calendar already every month to think about. I I think of these sort of five identities in my head. I've already labeled them the five pillars, and I have for several months had this what I've been calling balanced pillars reflection time. What has been missing for me again is is right. You can see kind of the the metaphor there. If you're thinking about pillars mm-hmm. and keeping them balanced, it doesn't go well if one suddenly gets tall and one is short, even for a moment. You're all out of balance, and and so I think that framework has has been overly constrictive. Whereas anyway, I agree. The point because... is that I intend to keep circling back, but I'm not going to think of it as pillars when I do. No, it's definitely not pillars. And here's why. Let's think of it as because this is a living, a living, breathing thing. We're talking about your life. Let's look at it through the lens of it being a biosphere. Mm. If you have the same amount of oxygen as you do water, as you do nitrogen, you're fucked, right? Yep. <laughs> so balanced means it's working, right? So we've got this much. It's not, you know, it's not equal distribution. Balance does not mean equal distribution, right? Right. So you know what the correct balance, what the correct mix, what the correct distribution is for your personal biosphere here for your life scene. Um, and nobody else gets to dictate that, right? And somebody else's will be completely different. And that's fine. Yeah. Right. Neither one is right or wrong. It's a question of what works for your life scene. So sit with this. As much as it is a mental exercise, it's also an emotional, energetic, physical exercise. I would I would encourage you to listen for some of these answers as opposed to figure them out. So when you bump up against something, quiet your mind as best you can, right? And, you know, sit in kind of a meditative state. Give yourself permission to know because sometimes we we need that. And ask yourself the question, 
more often than not, you will hear the answer as soon as you think the question. Like if I were to sit on a bed right now and say, and get myself quiet and go, what's the one place that I'm really dragging ass in my business? It, there it is. I just, I instantly, instantly, right. right. As long as I, and I don't have shame or guilt around this, it's like, oh yeah, that's true. That's where I'm dragging ass. Okay. Now I know. So it's a listening exercise as much as it is, you know, maybe even more than a thinking exercise. What questions do you have about any of this? So my, uh, my, my four day moratorium on making decisions around this that you bound me with at the beginning. <laughs> Does that apply to you starting? I, I will. Here? I officially lift that moratorium. I release that bind and boundary. So you are free to do as you, I mean, your energy feels good. You're in a good space. So I'm, I have no concerns. Yes. Feel free to go bananas. <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah, um... if, uh, if you have questions, if something comes up, sometimes when we do, uh, uh, sessions, when, when we work with clients, it, it stirs things up and then the dust doesn't settle for a couple of days. So if you have some kind of epiphany or a question or something comes up in the next, you know, three or four days, by all means, reach out, make sure you get the support you need. I will. Thank you so much. Thanks for playing our little game. <laughs> it's been totally worth it. If you would like to be a featured guest on our podcast and do a free coaching session with me, go to statusflow.net, send us an email, let us know uh, who you are, what you're working on, what the problem is uh, or are, and we will see if we can get you disentangled and moving. If you want it to be con uh, confidential, we can also disguise your voice, so that is not an issue. Statusflow.net, thanks again for joining us. We will see you next time.